0: This is an ABC podcast. That is the Dolphins singing their team song. The players wrote it themselves. Look, it's not Lennon and McCartney levels, but what it lacks in songwriting, it makes up for in passion. The other thing the Dolphins wrote on Sunday afternoon was themselves into the history books with an inaugural win over the Roosters. It's easy to be cynical about pro sport in 2023. I frequently am. Every now and again, a game reminds you of its great capacity for magic. Today, we're luxuriating in that magic. Fins up, it's Dolphins time. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Nick Hampton is equal parts cynic and hopeless romantic, and today he is drunk on the Dolphins' love story. Campo, why does this win feel so special?
1: A hearty fins up to you and yours, Stacky, but this win for the Dolphins feels special because it's the first one. You know, and no matter who they, no matter who they got their first win against, it was always going to be special.
0: Matt it's very emotional, um, and as a first game for the club um, in the NRL, and for our club, um, you know, there's been so much hard work that's gone on behind the scenes, and I think they're just so proud and um, and happy of our efforts today.
1: For a new team, something can only happen for the first time once. They can only have that first win one time, and they might win. A thousand games after that, they might win 10 premierships in a row, but winning that first one is still, is still the first one, and, there's, there's, and there's, nothing like, there's nothing like the first time. So it wouldn't have mattered when that came or what team it came against, but given it's come in their first ever game against a, a big, powerful team like the Roosters, a, a team that a lot of people are tipping to win the premiership this year. It, it was a famous day up at, up at Lang Park yesterday, and I think it's one that we'll be talking about for a very, very long time to come.
2: Clock counting down. Are in the big time in a big way on opening day they beaten the Roosters history at the cauldron
0: the last time we spoke we talked about how this team was unusual in its big draw is the coach Wayne Bennett we know he has a capacity for pulling rabbits out of hats but this might be the best example yet how did he react to this incredible achievement
1: oh, I'll tell you what it was uh, it was very much the Wayne Bennett show all day yesterday how was that Wayne not too bad (laughs) this is a perfect team for wayne bennett to coach he's perfect for this job because he can sort of bring the team together give everyone a little bit of confidence make it you know it's us against the world and no one believes we can do it that's something that he's done countless times through his coaching career and in hindsight we should have been able to to see it coming but wayne clearly did a really really good job with bringing this team together, giving them a bit of an identity, giving them a little bit of heart, like sort of teaching them all how to play for one another. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're bringing together a completely disparate roster, when you are building, you know, directly from the ground up. And you could see even in the press conference after the game yesterday, Wayne was was, was really feeling himself. I think he understands how important he is for this club from a publicity standpoint. You know, the, the, the way that he gives them a little bit of credibility, I People might not think of Wayne Bennett as sort of a front man or anything like that, but that's what he is for the Dolphins.
2: It's just a great occasion. There's so many winners today, but the biggest winner today is the game.
1: That's the biggest winner today. He's the biggest star on the team. He's the most important person at the club. And, you know, that was really front and centre all of yesterday.
0: He doesn't mind keeping the receipts, does he, Wayne
1: Bennett? Did he give a few people a clip on the way through? He did. He did. I think, like I said, I think a lot of the low expectations for the Dolphins this year I think the the club's sort of taken that and they've tried to weaponise it. They've tried to make it kind of like an us against the world sort of thing. And it absolutely worked. And, you know, when Wayne Bennett proves someone wrong, he doesn't mind letting them know about it. He clipped a couple of the journalists in the press conference who had, you know, maybe criticised the Dolphins roster or, had pretty low expectations for them this year but that's all part of the show that's all part of the wayne bennett experience you know and, and right now the dolphins are getting the full wayne bennett experience wayne, was well you made tough. me a headline over it
2: for, you know because i didn't ask you where you were yeah, well no because you, did, you didn't bother to ask me where i was and you went on your little trip and how'd you say well you know you can't just give it, mate,
1: and not take it. You've really got to love that for them because it just gives them, it gives them something to build on. Does, I don't, it, it almost doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the year. That they've, The fact that they've had this day and they've had this win, that's, that's almost a good enough return for season one, you know?
0: Bennett and this team are kind of defined in comparison to the Brisbane Broncos, and it has to be thus in a two-team town. They're intrinsically linked. Was it something that Bennett addressed in the aftermath of
1: this? Yeah, he did. He did in the press conference. He did make. He did make mention of the similarities to the Broncos' first ever game, back in 1988. So back then, the Broncos played Manly, who were the defending premiers at the time, and they absolutely whooped them. They beat them by 30 odd points. The Broncos were game one. The Dolphins are game one. Uh,
2: we played Manly that day. You know, no one gave us a chance, no one gives a chance here much today.
1: When you sort of break it down there are a few differences. Like the Broncos had a lot more star power. They had Wally Lewis, who was the captain of Australia at the time. You know, they had the best of the old Brisbane rugby league competition. Whereas, you know, the Dolphins don't don't have as much star power. They're probably a lot more a lot more honest toilers in the team. But um, the Dolphins got a bigger crowd yesterday than the Broncos did back in nineteen eighty eight. Wayne made sure to mention of that. I think the Broncos
2: had fifteen thousand the day that we played our first game all those years ago. So Thirty thousand plus here today, and it was a great atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere that day as well, but today was pretty special.
1: Wayne Bennett had a complicated relationship with the Broncos, and I think a big part of why he took this job was the opportunity to sort of go against them. So, in the lead up to that first Dolphins Broncos game in round four, I think we'll see a few more little little needles here and there, just sort of Wayne Bennett just kind of letting the Broncos know that you know he's the one he's the one that built Red Hill, and he's building a new he's building a new club up at Redcliffe and. He knows how it's done and he knows what to do. And i tell you what, they'll be hanging from the rafters when we have that first Brisbane derby in a couple of weeks' time.
0: You wonder whether some of the Dolphins fans might be singing the team song. Creating a team identity from scratch is a huge ask. And it was interesting to hear Bennett talk about that team song as written by the senior leaders at the conclusion of this victory.
1: What did that tell you, Campo? Building an identity is really, really difficult and it's difficult for any club, You know, even a club that's been around for a hundred years, sometimes a club loses its way and it needs to go back into the past to find itself. But the Dolphins don't really have the opportunity to do that. Everything they do is brand new. Everything they're doing, they're doing for the first time. So having the senior players come together like that and, and give, the, give the playing group something to believe in and something to hold on to, that's a really, really important thing.
2: We went away in a pre-season camp for three or four days and I said we haven't got a team song need you to work on it. And a couple of hours later, the senior players led by these guys, Kafus and him and brother, and had a great song. And, and uh, we've sung it, you know, 10 or 12 times, Now, you know, different things we've done. And it's a tremendous theme song. It's real credit to them. It's theirs and they own it. And so we had one today and we sung it.
1: Yeah. Given that there are so many senior players at the Dolphins, so many experienced guys like the Bromwich brothers, like Felice Kafusi, it's important to take advantage of that experience as best you can. And, I thought that was a really good point that Wayne Bennett made, that you know, he's trusting the experience of his guys to build something new, and he's you know, making the most of the assets they have, which is what all good coaches do.
0: Speaking of making the most of assets that you have, Arthur Beetson, he loomed large over this game. He's a legend of both teams, and it's clear the Dolphins were keen to leverage his sort of previous magic. The medal for best of field was named after him. Can you tell us about the game of Felice Kofusi, a man you've touched on, the man who won that honour?
1: I thought it was the best game Felice Cafusi has played in about three or four years. So he had, he's had some really great days with Melbourne and with Queensland and Australia, but it was pretty reasonable to assume that his career was starting to wind down. He wasn't as effective at the Storm last year as he has been in years past, and there was a bit of a perception going around that he's gone up to the Dolphins, he's gone back to Queensland, he's getting the nice payday, and he's going to just ride out his career. But I tell you what, nobody told Felice Cafusi that that, that that was the case, because... He had a blonder yesterday, and I think a big part of the reason the Dolphins were able to beat the Roosters is the way they physically intimidated them, and they physically attacked them with their defence, and Kafusi was a huge part of that. He was just level and blokes. That shot he put on Brandon Smith.
2: Plays it there to Turpin. Looks left, gives it there to Smith. Got smashed by Kafusi. No love lost between the old Storm
1: teammates. Ball's loose. Kicked off the it's, it's, it's really fitting that a forward would win the first Arthur Beetson medal for player of the match between the Dolphins and the Roosters, because... While I did say before that the Dolphins are you know, a new club and they're building everything up from the ground up, they do have that those links to the Redcliffe side that played in the, in the Queensland Cup for so many years. And Arthur Beaton's a really big part of that and sort of leveraging his presence and his legacy and, and, and building off of that, it does give the club more of a lived-in feel and it makes them feel like they're a part of Queensland. It makes them feel like they've been a part of rugby league for a really long time even though they've just joined the league. So I do think that's something the Dolphins have done really, really well. They're managing to feel old and new at the same time. And that's a really difficult thing for any club to pull off.
0: As big a win as this was for the Dolphins, how significant was this victory for the National Rugby League?
1: Oh, I think it was massive. I think it was massive because even before the Dolphins got admitted to the league, there was all this talk about whether the league had enough talent to sustain seventeen teams. And could the new team be competitive? And that talk only got compounded when the Dolphins missed out on so many star recruits. Like, I could list all the guys they tried to sign but couldn't get, only we'd be here all day. So to get this sort of instant validation where they knock off one of the best teams in the competition and the crowd's really big and it's all anyone's talking about in the world of sport today, it's a really, really positive sign and to get this kind of validation this early. Like, I don't know if the Dolphins are going to make the finals. I don't know if, you know, things are going to really kick on from here. I don't know if they'll have a better day this year than what they had yesterday but they'll always have that game yesterday for as long as this team exists and that's about as much as you can ask for from a team's first season to just get one day like that
0: just on that magical moments as you sort of suggest are addictive Thirty thousand fans went home they're now going to even dream bigger as a consequence of what they saw how big should they dream (sighs)
1: should always dream big stacky but, you know, next week they're playing playing—they're uh, playing back at Redcliffe for the first time. They're playing Canberra up there. And after winning this game, that's a game that they've probably got their eye on and maybe they can win that one. And then they've got the Broncos in a few weeks at Suncorp. That'll be another huge game.
2: One of the most difficult things is to, is to get that first win because it just settles everything down. And...
1: Like, I think they'll have a couple more wins like this through the season. I think the talk about them, you know, only winning one or two games and really just struggling through the year and falling apart, I think it's pretty clear that that was wider than Mark. And a lot of people were thinking that way, including myself. you just got to kind of take every week as it comes. you got to experience all the things that are happening for the first time and and really just soak it up. So all the Dolphins fans out there, old and new, and I know there's a lot of new ones after yesterday, just fins up and dream big.
0: Nick Campton, thanks for your time. Fins up. (laughs) Fins up, Stacky. See ya. A big Matildas flavour in the Women's Super League Cup final as Arsenal knocked over Chelsea 3-1. Sam Kerr scored the opening goal for the Blues before the Gunners scored the next three to claim the trophy. Aussie Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford picking up their first piece of silverware at the London Club. In the men's Premier League, Manchester United were thumped by arch-rivals Liverpool 7-0 at Anfield. The Red Devils had been enjoying a renaissance of late, but that has quickly gone awry. Oscar Piastri has endured a nightmare start to his Formula 1 career with McLaren. The man who replaced Daniel Ricciardo was forced to retire after 15 laps as his car was plagued by electrical issues. Yep, short debut, but... um... It was still nice to get back out there, do a a first lap and and be in a racing environment again. I think we were having a pretty reasonable race up until that point. So, um, yeah, a shame, but uh, it was nice to do uh, the laps that I did anyway. Piastri's teammate, Lando Norris, also endured car trouble. He had to pit six times and was stuck at the rear of the field. Red Bull finished 1-2 at the top, and the feel-good story was the bloke who finished third. Here's a hint as to who that was. Alex Demonor has won the Mexican Open to claim his seventh tour title and first ATP 500 title. The Australian beat American Tommy Paul in three sets in nearly two and a half hours. Perhaps the highlight of the victory was the Demon collecting a huge pear-shaped trophy while wearing an enormous comically large sombrero. And Peter Bowl has spoken out regarding his ongoing drug saga. The 800 metre runner says people will always think that he doped despite his B sample returning an atypical finding meaning it was neither positive or negative. It's been a roller coaster for the athlete as he tries to clear his name. If you want to know how he and his team have sought to do just that, have a listen to our episode from earlier in the year. There's a link in our show notes. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily produced by Poppy Penny. If you enjoyed this yarn about the Dolphins, have a Listen to our episode on how Bennett and his team put this side together. We will toss a link in the episode notes. Thanks to Channel 9, the Dolphins, Formula One and the Aston Martin Formula One team for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.